the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the Word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. In Joel chapter 2, God makes a wonderful promise to me and you. God tells us in his word that he'll restore everything that the devil has stolen and or devoured from me and you, including the years he devoured from me and you too. God is willing to recover and restore all the time as well as all the dimes that the devil devoured in our lives. Now that's a real big promise from a real big God that'll have a real big effect in our lives when it comes to pass. Brothers and sisters, let's learn some more about what the Bible says about it today so that that real big promise will come to pass in our lives. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Doubt will always cause a person to be left out. Understand doubt always leaves people left out. And we know God's not slack concerning his promises. 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 3. And there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate. And they said one to another, why sit we here until we die? If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city. That ain't good. And we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we die also. Now, therefore, come and let us fall upon the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. If they kill us, we shall but die. This is an interesting passage right here. Because it goes from God speaking to a people of God, the chosen people of God, the Israelites. One of the lords heard it, the king, everybody. He's speaking to all them. And then he goes outside and he starts talking about these lepers who are not people that you would normally think of as a people that would be blessed in any kind of a way. So God chose to first bring recovery and restoration of substance to some lepers. The manifestation of God's promises always has to start somewhere. It always has to start with somebody. But God has this, I want to use the word weird because I don't want to make it seem like he's wrong. But he has this interesting way of choosing people to start a blessing through. He'll choose the ones that you least expect. That's why it's same in the old, same in the new. 
He, I explained it in 1 Corinthians, but this is an example of it back in the old too. God chose somebody that was the least likely to be chosen to be the one that recovery and restoration would manifest first to. He said it to them. He, t- he talked to them. He dealt with them. But God to start with somebody. And as we learned already, God chooses the least likely ones to be able to do it through. Lepers are definitely an unlikely choice of people to be blessed by God. A thought came to some leper. But notice what happened. A thought came to a leper to do something that they normally wouldn't do, much less even consider doing. A thought came to them to do something that they would normally not do or wouldn't even consider doing. A thought. Somebody say a thought. A thought to do something that would end up causing them to be able to receive the recovery and restoration that God had in store for them. He didn't talk to them about recovery and restoration per se. He talked about something he wanted them to do. He talked about to them something that they should do. Because they didn't think that up. This is a thought that came to them. We know that we're going to see that God's the one that led them this way. See, you have to understand that it doesn't, that many times when God chooses you to be able to step into the recovery and restoration that he has in store for you, he may not precursor it with the statement, I'm about to recover and restore some things to you. He'll just drop a thought in you. Do this. Go here. See this person. For what? See this person. Go talk to this person. He'll give you something to do. Why? Because the word is true. Isaiah chapter 1 says, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Hear the word of the Lord. Attention and obedience. Do what it is that I'm saying to do. I like the way that the, 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 the message Bible renders verse 4. The message Bible renders verse 4 this way. It says, if we enter the famine struck city, we'll die. If we stay here, we'll die. So let's take our chances in the camp of Aram and throw ourselves on their mercy. If they receive us, we'll live. If they kill us, we'll die. We got nothing to lose. I like that. We got nothing to lose. Because I know that's right. We ain't got nothing to lose, y'all. See, if, if, if you don't walk through the open door that God opens for you, that you won't, then, and, then uh, that you don't really think it's God in the first place, then you'll be in the same situation you was in before. But if you do walk through the open door to receive the recovery and restoration of substance that God has in store for you, you might be glad by the results. It might work out good for you. You ain't got nothing to lose. You're in a win-win situation. You're where you are already. But if you believe God and step out and step into what he says for you to do, obey him and believe that his word is true, you might be glad about the results that's going to happen to you. Let me teach you something else about what they, the position they were in when he spoke, when, when he dropped that thought in them and they got a chance to step into that open door that they had in store. Verse 5. 
And they rose up in the twilight to go into the camp of the Syrians. They rose up when? In the wind? And they rose up in the twilight. Now, twilight is the time in the morning when the sun is first rising. Or it's the time of the evening when the sun is almost completely set. It's the time in the morning when the, when the, when the sunlight is first rising. The sun is first rising. That's when sunlight begin, begins to break out into the land. Anybody been awoke during that time? You don't see everything clearly. But you can't see. You don't see everything clearly. But you can see. Everything isn't as definitive as it is in the noonday or when the sun is up later on that day. But in the twilight, it's just enough light to pierce the darkness to be able to allow you to see what's where so that you can then be able to have enough confidence to move forward from there. In both cases, whether it's in the morning or whether it's at night, twilight, is when there's only a little light from the sun. Only a little light is available. That's why many times God speaks to you and he'll only share a little light with you. Initially. Go here. Go there. You might not even know what you're going to do when you get there. Because it's still twilight. Just go. Because as you walk through the day, the sun will finish coming up. And you'll see the rest of it later. Is this making sense to anybody up in here? See, it's important for us to understand that because as God opens up doors of opportunity, he does not illuminate everything to you. Many times he just shows you the next step to take, next move to make. Your job is just to make that move. Because remember, the word of the Lord is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway. It'll show you where you're standing and it'll show you your very next step. You won't see the step beyond that until you take that step. But once you take that step, now the light illuminates where you're standing, where he just showed you. And it shows you your next step. Does that make sense up in here? See, there was only a little light, but not a lot of light, but just enough light to be able to see and have enough courage to be able to step into what you can do. Not enough to see clearly, but enough to see what you should do. That's important because the door that God opens for the recovery and restoration of your substance will be seen. But it probably won't be seen clearly. I want you to know that. Why? Because many people wait till it's seen clearly before they make the move. It's not always going to be seen clearly. You don't believe me? Ask a guy by the name of Peter. Who is one of the many things he's famous for is walking on water. But when did he walk on water? In the middle of a storm in the middle of the sea. In the middle of the storm, in the middle of the sea. Water slanging all across the place, hitting him all upside his head. And when the storms would fall, they ain't got street lights like we got. They ain't got all these lights. When the storm would drop, it'd be black, dark in the mud. Remember, that's why they was afraid they was going to die. And even when Jesus, who was the light of the world, began to walk up, they still wasn't clear that it was really him. Remember, they thought it was the spirit. And they, they, they started to scream, ah, we're going to die. And Jesus said, be of cheer, it is I. And he said, well, if it be you, then bid me to come out on the water. Well, why did he say if? Because it wasn't clear to him that it was him. But he heard enough from him and knew enough about him to be able to step out even though things wasn't clear. Water still hitting him in his face, 
Rain still falling in his eye. Water from the sea still hitting him in his face and still falling in his eye. His vision ain't clear. But his faith was there. And because of that, he could step out. Even in the midst of a lack of clarity. Not even sure whether or not that was the Lord. But he stepped out on it. You ain't got nothing to lose. Just like he didn't have nothing to lose. If he step in the water, he gonna sink. If it ain't God. But he already was going to sink because he was in a boat that was going to sink. Just like they said, either we're going to sit here and die or we're going to go there and die. They was already screaming, we're going to die. Let's step on out. We'll see what happened. And he walked water, found out it was God. Make your move because you might find out it was God. And notice what happened. We in verse 5. It says, And they arose in the twilight to go unto the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. Notice when they came to the uttermost parts of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. Why is that? For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, I'm getting the heck up out of here. Well, lo, the king of Israel hath hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. Wherefore they arose and fled into the twilight. And left their tents and their horses and their asses, even the camp as it was, and fled for their lives. Ah! They booked. But when did they book? As they walked toward them. God made a sound, made them hear a sound. And because it was twilight for them too, and they didn't have the ability to see clearly. He gave them an interpretation of what it is that was happening. And they struck. They hightailed, skedaddled. They got out of Dodge. They vamoosed. Is anybody underlay, underlay? They, 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 they heard them got out of there that day. See, as the leopards stepped forward, they stepped into the recovery and restoration of their substance and more. But notice, it's after they moved that God moved. I say, after they moved, God moved. Notice, it was when they moved forward and stepped out in the faith that God made things happen for them. A lot of y'all like, ain't nothing happening. It's because you ain't moving. You waiting for the happening, then you move. No, you walking by sight, not by faith. God said, no, you make the move, and I make the happenings. Does that make sense? He responds Oh, yes, thank you very much. He responds to your response. I told you what I'm going to do. Now, how are you going to respond to what I said to you? And if you respond the right way, then you'll see good things happen for you on that day. You don't respond the right way. Oh, well. Well, we pick up at verse 9. Well, verse 8. It says, and when the lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, they went into one tent. And did eat and drink. Now remember, they ain't eating and drinking nothing before. 
Well, why ain't it when they be eating and drinking nothing before? Because remember, lepers and people like that would eat the leftovers and stuff that they would throw out from the prosperity of the people. But remember, they eating donkey heads and with dove with dove dung sides and stuff, with fried dove dung patties and stuff. Ain't nothing to throw out. That's why like, we're going to die here, man, because, you know, normally we, we've been sitting on this corner over here, and normally somebody ride by and give us a little something. Ain't nobody even riding by no more. They ain't got no gas. <laughs> At least somebody sometimes stick out a, a bottle of water or something. Praise God, there ain't nothing happening up in here. We're going to die here. So, look, if we go in the city, we die because we lepers, and we ain't got no business up in there. They're going to kill us. And if we sit here, we're going to die. Only one that got anything is the enemy. Because remember, God's going to turn the enemy stuff back over to you. And when the lepers came to the uttermost parts of the camp, they went into one tent and did eat and drink and carried then silver and gold and raiments, got them some new outfits and went and hid it. <laughs> you know, they, hey, come on now. Don't, come on now. A lot of times when, some, when we first get over, come on, look at your neighbor saying, he's too busy talking about me. He ain't talking about you. He ain't talking about me. He talking about Sometimes when we first get over, we ain't thinking about nobody else. We're going to get what we got, and then we're going to keep what we got. We're going to get what we can and can all we get. We ain't giving up nothing. Just like we've been talking about, Lord, if you bless me, I'm going to help finance the church. Then you get blessed. Missing in action. Shaq never wrote. Lord, Lord, I get you on the next one. You know how we do. Pastor, I promise, man. I know I owe you for that school, but when I get my income tax, Jack, you done got five income taxes. That means five years. He laughing. We still ain't seen nothing. Anyway, verse 8. And, and when these leopards came, they went and got what they could and went and hid it and came again and entered into another tent and carried thence, hence also, and went and hid it. They like, I'm piling it up, baby. <laughs> I love the Lord. Praise God. He knows. People ain't no different. Now, what we're about to read now. This passage shows the most magnificent part of being blessed. Blessed enough to be able to receive the recovery and restoration that God has in store for me and you. Because it's wonderful to receive your substance. But the most blessed part about it is the ability to be able to help somebody else with the recovery and the restoration that God has in store for them of their substance too. It's wonderful when you get yours. I ain't nothing wrong with that. But it's a whole nother world when you help somebody else get theirs. 
God chose to be the first people to receive these lepers. People that people would stay away from, not had nothing to do with, not had no dealings with, wouldn't want to be around, to be the ones that would help somebody else get their blessings too. Just like some of you. Out of people that some of y'all, so, so, you know, some of your people wouldn't want to be around you. They want to have nothing to do with you. They don't want to listen to you. They don't think nothing about you. They think very little of you. Because a leper was the lowest rung on the totem pole in society. But remember, God calls the foolish things to confound the wise. And he'll choose people that are least likely to be the one that you're supposed to receive from. Just like some of you up in here, praise God, are eloquent and educated and powerful people, erudite, praise God. But then God raised up a thug from the east side of Detroit to come and talk to you. A black thug at that. A black rowdy thug. Who purposely jack up the king's English just to watch you squint. And that's the one God said, you're going to receive your recovery and restoration from. <laughs> Hallelujah. God got that funny way about him. He don't choose who you would choose. But you got to have an ear to hear what the Lord is saying. Because it still go back to that same uh, verse one. Hear ye the word of the Lord. They don't get caught up in the vessel. Get caught up in what's being said. And recognize the opportunity that's being presented before you. Is anybody listening to me up in here? So God chose his lepers to be the first one that was going to have a manifestation of the recovery and restoration that he promised. God also chose to be able to bring the recovery and restoration of the entire nation's substance through these same lepers and, and everything else like that. Now remember, lepers are unlikely choices of people to be blessed by God in the first place. But they're also unlikely choices of people to be used by God as ones he would then bless an entire nation through. That's what God has plans for you. God wants to bless an entire nation through you. See, lepers don't normally be, bring blessings to people. Even if they did bring it, they would run away from them because they are leper. God's going to choose you to be able to bring good tidings to other people, wisdom to other people, knowledge to other people, inspiration to other people. To be able to receive what God has in store for them too. Even though they would normally run away from you, avoid you, and not pay no attention to you. God's going to give you an opportunity to do the same thing he does. And that's bring opportunity to other people too. So in this passage we're about to read, the, le- the lepers shifted from being a people who experienced recovery and restoration of the substance that God had in store for them. To being a people who would assist others and be able to receive the recovery and restoration that God has in store for them. They shifted. From a people who was just gathering it up for themselves to a people who went out looking for other people to let them know what was available to them too. They went from being blessed themselves to being a blessing to other people. Why? Because that's God's intention for you. To be a people who he could use to be able to be a blessing to other people, people through. God don't want to just bless you with this recovery and restoration that he has in store for you. He intends for you to be a blessing as a result of what he did for you. Not just be blessed, but to be a blessing too. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. Brothers and sisters, it's good to be loved by a God who made such a wonderful promise like the one that he made in Joel chapter 2 to me and you, that he will restore everything that the devil has stolen from me and you. It's something he'll do for us 
because of his love for us. He loves us enough to recover and restore everything that's been lost by us and or stolen from us. Let's let him bring recovery and restoration to us. Let's love him enough to let him do what he said that he wants to do for us. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210. 785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. If you're in San Antonio or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. Radio and internet are a great benefit to all who listen and or watch. But there's nothing like being in the house of God. I mean nothing. It's the difference between live and memorex. There is no comparison. I agree with the psalmist who said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can physically be in church this Sunday, be in church on Sunday. Don't miss the awesome opportunity of being in the house of God with some other God-loving, God-worshipping believers like yourself. So leave your couch at the coffee table tabernacle at your house behind and be in your father's house this Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? And by the way, have a blessed 4th of July on Sunday. Have a ball, y'all. Stay safe and stay safe. Oh, and don't eat too much. Y'all stay blessed. See you next week.